Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And it is the 13th of February, 2024. Is it February? February. Yeah, it's the most complicated thing to spell ever. It's been a long day, my friend. Oh, yeah, why? I was up at 6, uh, 5.50, had to pick up uh, a colleague at 6.45 for breakfast at 7. You know, these big breakfasts, they do it early in the morning. Oh, I refuse to do breakfast yeah. meetings. Yeah. Big, big, 800 people at this meeting for a economic symposium. This is the second one I think I've done in two weeks. Now that I think Were about you it. a speaker? No, I was a listener. It was interesting. Then I had to shoot down to Miami to go to the Fountain Blue for a conference down there, which I don't usually do these investment conferences very often, but something about this said, ah, I should go. Two right. hours, two hours it took me to get, get down there? to Miami. Oh. It was, it was just like a, a, a 30 miles away? It was not very far, but it's just traffic. And it's also boat show. The Miami boat show pre-show starts and the VIP showing starts today. So was all that going on. You were in the normal. vicinity. Did you go oh. check out the boats? I mean, I saw some. Is that the Fountain Blue? It was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Do you know what? Do you know how much parking valley? Par- Fortunately, it was validated. Parking at the Fountain Blue for under four hours. Under four hours, valet parking is. You know, you can't really park anywhere else otherwise. Do you know how much that costs? I would guess thirty-five bucks. Yeah, forty bucks. What a deal. <laughs> 40 bucks, uh, 10 bucks an hour. It's You can get a Motel 6 for that for a whole night. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah with parking. Mm. Anyway, I'm a little bit tired, and I'm also still tired from the, the, the overtime of the Super Bowl. How great of a game was that? I didn't care for it. No, actually, I did fall asleep. I'll admit it. I fell asleep in the final quarter, but somehow miraculously, I don't know how this happened, I woke up. Right when they were snapping the ball, and he threw it in for a touchdown <laughs> to win the game uh, in overtime. Well, so, luckily, I had no money on the game. Oh, why? Well, who would you have bet on? I would have bet on San Francisco. I think it's oh, a better they, team. And the game. But, but this game, these games are rigged. I don't trust them. Oh, they did come in right under the under over. Supposedly, they if they did fit, hit the final extra point, that would have been different. But they decided not to with three seconds. Three seconds to go. I guess that does prove your point. Bitcoin fever is back. That's some of the things we're going to talk about. Huge week, huge week for economic reports coming up this week. And we saw quite the doozy today. Uh, Sam Altman looking for some money. And we're going to announce the winner for the close to the pin cup for Save, which is also known as Spirit Airlines. Yeah, that should be interesting. So we see a a thing going on right now, this made-up, contrived weird rule called the three-day rule. Have you heard about the three-day rule? Does that have something to do with dropping food on the floor? Oh, no, that's the <laughs> that's the three-second rule, I think it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the th- three-day rule, you wouldn't want to do that. Uh, the three-day rule says something like, hey, if a stock is going down for, you know, after earnings, something like that, it really gets punished 
punished like Snap or something like that. Really hard. Snap down 30% post-earnings. You wait like three days. The theory is, oh, it flushes. I don't know why three days. Flushes out all the sellers, and then you get a good opportunity to get in. And we're seeing this time after time. Several well, companies recently are plunging. Now, they're not all three days exactly, but it could be two days. It could be one day. It could be four days. But I saw a few big lots getting smoked one day and then up 30% the next day. Didn't you put something on the game, the last show that was based on this thesis? Uh, I may have. Let's see. There was a, a dead, I would used to be called a dead cat, dead cat, dead oh, yeah. cow bounce. You did. You did. You put, no, you did. Dead cat bounce. You put New York Community Bank Corp. Oh, I did. Yeah, and you stopped out already, but we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, you got bounced. <laughs> you so much for that. You should have taken advantage of the three days. Well, you may not. You know, our rules are that we get into it. Announce it on a Tuesday night and you get into it on Wednesday. So who knows what the exact day-ish is, you know? Yeah, but, it's, a, but, it's, a, it's a limitations of the game. Yep. Yeah, so, but we're seeing this. It's a kind of a made-up nonsense thing. They started, I remember at least them talking about it on CNBC. The truth of the matter is that you have to, you can't, three days doesn't mean anything. You usually need to look at things like, like especially for a short squeeze, average volume of trading throughout a day, how many shares are sold short, how many days to cover. These are kind of terminologies that are used in the short selling market. And that is something you can go by to see how much the squeeze is going to be. For example, if there are, you know, if if 20% of the company's float is sold short and you have 15 days to cover and something happens, it may create a short squeeze because there's a lot of shorts out there that need to get in and buy back for some reason or another. And this three-day rule thing is is hooey. <laughs> Made up. Well, that settles that. Yep. Uh, get out and put away. Get them out. Put them away. The five, you know, the ring in the 5,000 S&P 500, as soon as it hit 5,000, it got kiboshed. And that's because of some of the things that happened today. Disney earnings were out. Good stuff. You have that on the game. Uh, ARM, A-R-M, oh my, holy guacamole. The the company that just recently came public owned a majority by SoftBank. Very, it is a SoftBank maneuver. Really thin float. Not a lot of shares put out there for the IPO. They come out with a, uh, a number, short squeeze and a squeeze. This stock is up like 20%. 30%, 40%. goes up another 35 40% the next day. It's like up 100% in the last, I don't even know how many days. It falls down 25 bucks today, but it was pretty pretty substantial. And uh, today we had the uh, meltdown of the markets due to the CPI report. Yes. Everybody's, everybody is on the side of the boat of it's going to be that things are... I haven't, can't tell you how many times I've heard this. Things are going the right way. Everything is going the right way. We have deflation, or or not deflation. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't. Ah, uh, gotta bleep Nasty. that. Gotta bleep that. Not deflation. We have disinflation. Sorry. Whew. I don't know where yeah. I was. Now. Yeah. Uh, and we have you know that that's good. It's going the right way. And we are starting to see a soft landing or no landing or something like that. Anyway, everybody's on that side of the boat. And all of a sudden, when we get a CPI report like this, okay. First, let's talk about this. The, 
just yesterday, the S&P 500 finally breaks 5,000. All-time high. Everybody's excited. Nobody thought it would happen. Nobody thought it could be so soon with interest rates up and the Fed being so hawkish and all this stuff and the earnings going to fall down. But then, ah, 5,000. So fresh milestones, first ever break above 5,000. Valuation now reaching new highs as well. The P.E. ratio, the forward price to earnings, which is a very commonly used metric is uh, 20.4, which is the last time it was at that level was February 2022. Dare I say, it wasn't good what happened over the next year once it hit that level last time in February 22. So the, the long-term average of the price-earnings ratio on a forward basis, looking forward at the current price of the stock and its earnings as it, uh, as it appears in its projected 12 months ahead earnings, Again, 20.4, long-term average, historic, 15.7. With an expectation. That means that the, uh, yeah. uh, thing's overpriced by 25%. Approximately. Expectations are for a 9.7% earnings growth for 2024. Which would make the PE 9.7. Yeah. No, so that P, means the whole that, thing that, is... No, no, no. It would be, it's, no, if, 50% we had, if we had two... If we have 225, here, let's do a quick math. If we have 225, let's see, 225, 250. Let's do 250. Yes, that was still too high. So if, if right now we have 225 and we get uh, 10% on that, it's another 25 approximately. You get to 250. 250 is 20 times, still at 20 times multiple. So still pretty high. You need like 18% earnings to be actually growing into that level. So something's not right. Um, but the commentary that comes out is, well, the good news is that valuations, while stretched, are nowhere stretched. Near, yeah, are that's stretched. It. Where they're just a little bit, you know, a little bit. One hundred percent. Let's say <laughs> are nowhere. This is this is the logic. This is the ass backwards logic. You know, are nowhere near the twenty-eight time peak of the Y two K bubble top. The big difference was in. In the bubble top of Y2K, and I don't know why we're doing, I don't really understand why we're even comparing it to that. No. A lot of companies didn't, many companies, even, even the big names, the Googles, they didn't have earnings back then. Amazon was thought to go out of business back then, remember? <laughs> yeah, vaguely. I mean, it was on the cover of Barron's. It was a, one of the guys uh, hated Amazon. One of the main writers, he's, he, I think he's, he died. But he uh, Paul mm, Adelson, Adel, Adel, Adelson, Adel, something, whatever his name was. He, uh, he, he, he was always uh, poking, poking at, you know, what's this book delivery place? And they weren't making money. Company after company after company wasn't making money. So no wonder we had a 28 times peak. Okay. That's, that's extreme euphoria. That's a whole different discussion. And that's, yeah, that was the dot com collapse included. Yeah, you know, and everyone was all jacked up about the dot com companies. They're all you know out of control. And then on top of that, you had the Y two K, the actual Y two K event, non-event, which was a non-event, non-event, which was exaggerated to an extreme, which cost companies a lot of money in consulting fees, which didn't do them any good one way or the other. So it was a combination of things, and you end up with a with a horrible collapse. I wouldn't compare it to anything. There's too many. There's a confluence of too many elements. 
You were intimately involved, as you, of course, in the tech community back in 2000, uh, in uh, 1999, we'll call it, right? Absolutely. Of all the Y2K emergency issues that were going to happen, end of the world as we know it, computers taking over civilization. I, I actually put together an entire speech mocking it. It was quite good. It was an hour presentation. And I had this, it was, of course, it was a, it was a satire speech. And I included uh, issues like the Y2K is going to cause tornadoes. Oh. Uh, which will destroy certain companies. Uh, it went on and on with that kind of, uh, kind of cynical look at it. Was there yes. any, was there any, do you recall any company, computer, anything that went haywire? I think there were some, but I don't know uh, what they, who they were, uh, and I, it didn't seem to make a difference. I mean, this was going to be a... a, a Catastrophic. A, yeah, it was going to be a calamity of, 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 of epic proportions of us not being... It, the power grid's going down. Everything. The ATMs won't work. I can remember your a lot ovens of are gonna, Your ovens are going to attack you. The, the, yeah, the t anything <laughs> that has a computer related to it is going to stop working. <laughs> Your computer's going to stop working. But yeah, we laugh at it from the here. The traffic <laughs> signals are going to stop working. It did. There was some good logic behind it at the time for a moment. Well, the logic was exacerbated by the consultants out there that were making hay during the uh, during this moment. And all they uh, had to do is change the coding. And, and Well, they had to comb through every single line of code to see whether there's a two-digit versus a four-digit. And nobody got sued over that. You would think somebody gets, would get sued of, of not planning this out properly. Mm, it goes, it did stretch back too far. Yeah. What else do we have going on? Okay, so we know uh, earnings are, um, stock prices are seemingly stretched when we look at them from a fundamental basis compared to forward earnings, as one example. We can also look at technicals and we can see that from before today, the level of indices and many stocks compared to their 200-day or 50-day moving average, very much on the uh, spread to a level that we haven't seen in a very long time. You know, when a stock goes parabolic in a matter of days, SMCI, um, that, that was up again today. Or NVIDIA, for example. When they go parabolic in a short period of time, you know, the, the moving averages have a tough time keeping up, which makes sense. So you get this differential ratio yeah. or spread. And uh, when that happens, you know, you start to wonder, okay, well, how long is this going to go? When it, of course, when you first look at it, you're like, well, this could go on forever. You know, this gravity doesn't matter any longer. What happened is that we did get that as one of the backdrops into, a, I would think, a, a very complacent market with regard to what was going to happen from an economic standpoint, because we're seeing some slowdown in this area and, you know, maybe things aren't so bad and it doesn't look like we have a real concern about CPI. It's been coming down so beautifully. But meanwhile, today, the number comes out hot, hot, hot. Year over year CPI, um, 3.1 for CPI was what came out. 2.9 was expected. 3.9 for core, when you take out the ever-so-volatile food and energy. 
Food index was up 0.4 month over month. That's just hot. And 2.6 over year over year. Not that terrible. Energy was down 0.9. So that's a big component on a month over month basis. Down 4.6% year over year. So that's helping a lot to calm the inflation issue. Used cars and trucks index declined 3.4% month over month and was down 3.5% year over year. Uh, yeah, well, that's yeah, but that was jacked up. Oh yeah. Well, so is shelter. So is real estate. Yeah, but real estate's a different animal than than used cars. Yes, that's true. Used car prices and and new and new car prices are ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. Mm. The shelter index was up 0.6% month over month and 6% year over year. So that's the housing index. The all items index, less shelter, was up 1.5% year over year. You know, you'll find a statistic in there that you like. We can, we can strip this out, strip that out, strip this out. And say, oh, oh, it's only up 1.5%. We're in good shape. Well, markets were pissed off because when you look at, um, again, overbought condi conditions from a technical standpoint across the board, when you look at stock valuations from a fundamental standpoint, maybe on the upper side, reaching for the sky a little bit on many names, well, that doesn't mix with what was supposed to be the thesis of simply having, uh, you know, a, a, a very calm inflation that was going to disinflate for a period of time till we get to that beautiful 2%, and it was going to be a very smooth and uh, joyous ride. Right? No interruptions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the joyous landing. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. I mean, how many times, you know, when things are bad, it's not always bad. When things are good, it's not. So what I mean by that is, you know, you have periods, months, days, weeks, quarters that a company may look good, even though they're failing. Or you may have an economy that looks like it is, you know, inflation is slowing down. But then, you know, you may have a few months that it kicks up, especially with, I, I talked about this last week, didn't we? How there's no way the Fed is going to be cutting seven times because look at all the things that are going oh, on. Oh, yes, we did talk about this last week. We talked about the wealth yeah, effect. there's no way. It's dumb. Yeah, the wealth effect is creating higher confidence. That's creating a lot more opportunity for spending. The unemployment numbers look really good. All this is going to kick up inflation again. The Fed would be insane to listen to the silliness of what markets are trying to push through. The seven rate cuts for the year. <laughs> seven rate cuts. So, that was thought. so now today, all of a sudden, there's a cold water splash in the face of people saying, oh, well, maybe we're not going to do this. Markets hit. We saw that the small caps were down 4% today. Small cap index down 3% for the year, by the way, which tells a bit of a story. And the S&P down 2%. Uh, no, excuse me. The S&P was down 1.4%. The NASDAQ was down 2% for the day. And that's only because there was a bit of a re, you know turnaround towards the end of the day. At one point, the Dow was down 750 points. And the NASDAQ yeah, That was, must have been a little un, unnerving. Yeah. Worst day in like, this is the worst day in, in months and months. And, and again, I, you just have to wonder, not that you don't want things to be good, but what are people thinking? 
what are these analysts thinking? I went to this morning event, and I talked about this last year when I went. I think this guy named David Ho. He's from Merrill Lynch. He spoke today at this event at this bleary-eyed 7 a.m. breakfast meeting. Yeah, I don't get that, but okay. He went on, and, you know, yeah, he has a smug, his deep voice. I think he's Korean. He has a deep voice, and he has a smug, strolling attitude on the stage. Can you see it? With a lot of hand rubbing. You got you know the hand rubbing? There's a lot of yeah, hand rubbing. Ringing is usually called. Not ringing. Ringing is, I'm talking about, so ringing is when, when you, like, twist your hands in your hand, right? Yeah. This is like a back and forth motion. Like a train. You know, just he's going back and forth, like rubbing, like like one hand goes forward, one hand goes back. One like he's like, ha 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 ha. Oh, you're like the evil villain. Yeah. <laughs> and he's and he's standing on stage talking and strolling and giving some funny little things that maybe were true about his kids, but somehow they fit too perfectly into his economic discussion. About his five-year-old son. Probably he, doesn't even have kids. That's the way oh, to go. could be. Well, he's talking about that, number one, 5% cash is wonderful. However, if you leave your in your money in cash right now, you are going to be left behind. This is a, a transitional year, a fundamental, and, and a, a, a year that you need to be invested it's a foundational change, and this and he goes over this all this stuff. He it gives you all the bad bad things that go on. Now he may be right. I'm just telling you though. Every year I've ever heard him, he's had the same pitch. Doesn't matter what happens, and somehow he comes on. It and sounds talks, like you might as well just watch uh, CNBC. Why'd yeah. you take the drive? Yeah, and the breakfast wasn't that great either. I was invited. Uh, so it was. It was. It was. You know, this is the pitch. That, that, that this is a, a Merrill Lynch, he's one of the guys that goes around and pitches stuff. You know what I'm talking about, those guys? Yeah, they're called pitchmen. Yeah, he's a guy, he's pitching, telling the stories. He can relate, he can talk, probably knock down a few with, you know, big old clients in the evening. He's doing the, the routine, talking about stuff, and maybe, you know, he's, he's, he's schmoozed the client out of some money. And that's what the whole <laughs> point was today. Yeah. So, as a matter of fact, to tell you how people react in the behavioral side of this, I am there, and there's a client of mine that's there, too, on the other side of the room somewhere, far away. They know I'm there. He's talking about how this year is a foundational, you know, year that, that's transformative and blah, 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 and you got to get your money working. This is a person, a client of mine, who is holding back some cash. She, she says, you know, I want to keep it in a, in a safe place and all that because she gives me all these excuses. I'm like, okay, whatever you want to do. It's fine. When you're ready, let me know. She's texting me. Looks like I should send you some money. I'm like, what? Because this is guy is the, on is stage. she at the event? Yeah, this guy's on stage talking, and somehow because he's, Three feet off the ground on a stage, he's believable. And she says, I'm going to send you some more money. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. Well, they guess it's a sales guy. Yeah. That's what good. you do. Yep. So, what does this mean now? What does this mean? Why are markets freaking out? Why has this changed the dynamic? Well, it all has to do with where the Fed is, 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 you know, are they going to raise? not raise 
cut? When are they going to do this? Where are the odds? Well, the probabilities change dramatically. Again, in the beginning of the year, there were seven cuts expected to go, you know, pretty much starting in March. So here's a chart. You can go see this on, uh, let's see, where is that? I got the chart. You got to go down lower. Go lower, go lower. Oh, maybe I don't have the chart. I don't have the chart. Forget that comment. But you can go see all the show notes over on episode, uh, on DH Unplugged. Go to episode 690, which is this episode. You'll see all the show notes. So now there's only four rate cuts that are priced in to the Fed Fund's futures. And that is starting sometime in June, possibly. So one percentage point lower from here. So the expectation is to go to f from five to five and a quarter to four to four and a quarter by uh, the end of the year. What do you think about that? Uh, well, yes, let's see. As we get closer, we probably can guess what they're going to do then. I don't know if you can push it out. This is like predicting the weather. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah. it's really only it, most weather guys could tell you, you really can't go out more than four days. You know, these five day forecasts are actually three days. Five day forecasts are bogus usually. And they, you can see, I, 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 it's funny. You can't predict the weather five days in advance, but you can predict climate a hundred years from now, but that's another well, complaint. That's, of course. And you can predict the end of year value of the S and P 500 with data. That's not even nearly complete. That's the funny thing about all this. The economists can't even get the CPI number right. They can't right. get the. They were off terribly on the the unemployment numbers and the employment numbers last week. And and yeah. again, to think that they could do this out months is preposterous, sir. Preposterous. All right, let's look at this. Check this out. You want to talk about a busy week? This is this week's lineup. There's a great table here that shows the lineup of economic numbers that are coming out this week. <laughs> Look at this yeah, lineup. Like, yeah, it's everything. Everything is a kitchen sink. Yeah. Especially Thursday. Thursday's gigantic, isn't it? Thursday's got everything. Retail sales, import prices, export prices, New York managed... New York Empire State Manufacturing Index, Philadelphia Fed Index, Industrial Production Capacity Utilization, Business inv Inventories will be up. That's at 10 o'clock. Uh, NAHB Housing Market Sector, uh, EIA Natural Gas Inventories, Net Long-Term TIC Flows, and then all the claims and all the rest of this goes on from 8.30 to, to uh, 4 o'clock. Yeah, hide under a rock if you have to. There's going to be something in there that may throw things and spin things around. It's yeah, not, it, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. It can't be just easy going. Everybody's and Friday's, be, no, you know, Friday's another uh, five items. Housing starts, building permits, PPI, core PPI, and University of Michigan consumer sentiment, which is a big one. And that comes in at 10, 10 o'clock on Friday. That should affect everything. Yeah, especially the new one coming out because the last one was kind of hot, but PPI is going to be another big thing. If PPI confirms CPI, CPI is the, and I don't know, you know, for years, PPI would come out before CPI. And, some, and then it was one day differential. And then they spun it, started changing. And now it's a whole like four days difference. Three days. Three. I don't, I don't, what's going on with the PPI client? 
Oh, that it gives a three. Do you need three days to adjust the numbers oh. by some co- oh. some creative uh, finagling? It's called finagling. You need three days. The three day rule. There it is. There it is. If you don't do good on the economics the first day, you got three days to clean it up, change the numbers so everybody's like, oh yeah, no, that's better. That makes more sense. I knew it all along. <laughs> I knew it. Couldn't be the case. All right, let's talk about NVIDIA because, you know, no show on the universe than talking about business is complete without some discussion of NVIDIA during the time you have allotted. Unbelievable. Up, up, up. Goldman Target, 800. I heard a Target came out today at 850 because blotted blotted blue. Whatever. What the is the price are. now? What I, I I can't even follow it's it. It's like 720 today. I don't even think, I don't even think, yeah, I don't look it up. I don't even think that uh, it, it was 721. I don't, I don't even think it was down very much. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, in all that, that went on today, okay, NVIDIA was down, I think, at the low today is somewhere down $15, finished down the day, finished the day up, excuse me, finished the day down $1. $1. Down a whole dollar. $1. And it's up $3.5 in the aftermarket. That will all change. We'll see what happens with that. But here's what a couple of interesting points. Uh, NVIDIA surpassed Amazon's market cap. So let's That's look at today, wild. especially today it did because of- uh, Pretty wild for a chip company. Market cap, 1.78 trillion. Holding on to that one? 1.78 trillion. Amazon, 1.75 trillion. How do you like that? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Do you know how many employees Amazon has? Wait a minute, is this a typo? Wow. Do you, do you, how many employees do they have? I thought it was like 20,000. <laughs> Amazon has 1.5 million employees. No. <laughs> That's what it says. Amazon, num- I'm going to look it up on the web, just do a, a, a search. Yeah, you, go, you can't go wrong with the web. 1.5 million. Yep. 1.5 million. Yep. 2021 is 1.6 million. That's a lot of people. That's that. That's a country. For one, it's, a, it's, it's bigger. They have more employees than the population of Iceland. Clearly. Yeah. Every, everywhere I'm looking. Everything I'm looking at. 1.6, yeah, 1.5. Well. They're keeping a lot of people employed. Good for them. How many people work for the government? Oh, what? Thirty is million. Biggest employer. I don't know. Is that will that come up? Walmart. How many? How many employees they have? Walmart has two point one million employees. What? What's 2. happening? 1 million. What's happening? Seriously, I don't. I don't. I don't know why I never knew this. How many people that work for the government? You, you have federal government employees. So number one is Wal- this is worldwide, the Fortune Global Five Hundred. I gotta look at this. Let me look. Okay. Well, they have people overseas, but the number one largest employer in the world, in a weird way, okay, is the Ministry of Defense in India. Two point nine nine million people. The Department of Defense in United States. Two point nine one. The People's Liberation Army in China is 2.55. There's a trend going on here. 
Then we get into the companies. Walmart, 2.3 million. Amazon, 1.6. China Natural Petroleum, 1.4. National Health Service, that's over in uh, United Kingdom. Kingdom. Foxconn, which is kind of, they got to pump out these phones in Taiwan, 1.29. And rounding up the top nine, it seems is Indian Railways out of India, 1.21. Of them, of all the lists I just gave you, one, two, three, four, five, six, six out of the nine are state-owned. Only Walmart, Amazon, and Foxconn are not state-owned. Pretty amazing. Where your tax money goes. I'm shocked. I wonder they can. No wonder Amazon can get you this stuff overnight. It's like your next door neighbor is delivering to you. <laughs> I lives next door. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Nvidia did pass Amazon a market cap uh, yesterday, and then because Amazon dropped and Nvidia did not go down today, they uh, retained that slot. Now the company also announced that it's building a new business unit focused on designing bespoke chips for cloud computing firms and others, including advanced artificial intelligence processors, nine different sources. Who says this? Nine sources familiar with his plans told Reuters. Why would you need nine sources? Would this go like this? Nine. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Can you tell me what's going on? Yeah, I'll tell you. Blah, blah, blah. No, that can't be true. Hey, Jim, can you tell me what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. No, I can't be true. You go to one person after another to try to get a different story. What is the point of nine sources? Nine sources that either mailed the information in as a plant from the company and they got their wires crossed, didn't realize they were sending all their peeps to uh, PR out, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, that has to be it. The, uh, the, the NVIDIA designed... Um, these chips and, and they aim to capture a portion of the exploding market for custom AI chips and shield itself from a growing number of companies pursu uh, pursuing alternatives to its products. Now, as we're going through this AI thing and everybody's boy, they're, they're, they're excited. Sam Altman, oh, jacked, jacked, jacked up Sam Altman, who is the uh, CEO of current and former at the same time, CEO of OpenAI, right? He was recently fired and brought back. Um, he's seeking, listen to this, hold on. We just were blown away by the number of employees at various firms. So why not I get a little bit more crazy? He is seeking trillions of dollars in investments. You know, usually you hear like, hey, we're looking for a hundred million of investment to open up a blah factory, something, whatever, whatever, yeah. right? No, this guy's looking for trillions of dollars. How smart is he? In investments to overhaul the global semiconductor industry. I'm reminded of the movie The Producers. <laughs> Remember, what was the name of the show? Uh, springtime for Hitler. Springtime spring time for Hitler and in Germany. Germany. Right? Wasn't that how it went? Yeah. Uh, so he, he's seeking trillions of dollars for investments over long. He, he, he wants to, he's, he's long talked about this. Let me just, let me just, th this, this is, is like, this is insanity, me. by the way. He has long talked about the supply and demand problems with AI chips. Now, just, can we just stop right there? I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I know where you're going already. Go ahead, take it. What do you mean long? <laughs> this is all a recent phenomenon. <laughs> it's like a week ago, two weeks ago. 
Yeah, two weeks. Exactly. <laughs> He's been long talking about it. What is he? That's bull crap. Long time. He's been thinking about talking about this. So a wee lad. He's been thinking about this. It's an area of 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 concern he's had for decades about the, you know, the supply demand problem with AI chips. Yeah, he's considering a project that would increase global chip chip building capacity. He 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 could need to raise anywhere between I don't know five and seven trillion for the endeavor. This is this is a playbook taking from Zelensky. This is actually even Zelensky should hire him. Yeah, Zelensky would blush. So, yeah, he, this is bull crap. This is, if anybody thinks of investing, this is like investing with an insane person. Well, he's going for the UA, you know, United Arab Emirates and. Oh, yeah, he wants to get some net, these funds. He's, uh, what are they called? Sovereign, uh, sovereigns. Sovereign funds. Uh, I don't even think the sovereign fund of the UAE or Saudi Arabia or any of those guys would take, would buy into this. They might, but it seems unlikely. Can you, first of all, but wait a minute. I remember the crazy things when the YouTube guys started up and they asked for all kinds of billions of dollars to sell the company and everyone laughed in their faces. I thought they wanted Google. $1 billion at first. Well, whatever it was, Google gave them the money and the, the thing thrived ever since. So it's not, not like it's impossible. But, but, but $5 trillion, come on. In today's dollars, maybe in 50 years dollars, but $5 trillion seems a little bit, maybe it's looking at $5 trillion Zimbabwe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> only three or four, five bills. I have a couple of trillion dollar bills here in the at the house. It is, it is unbelievable. I mean, it is possible, but then you got to wonder, you know, he's not, he's not making, don't forget, he's not making his own chips. This isn't now, like the NVIDIA. Other, well, this is the other issue. He's not a chip guy. I don't even understand. I'm telling you, I don't understand. I mean, if it was, you know, uh, if noise and, and Gordon Moore, you know, or Robert Noyce coming out of the grave and Gordon Moore coming into the picture and they started a new chip company, they wouldn't get need that kind of money. It's ridiculous. Those are the guys who started Intel for anyone that wants to know. It just seems like a, a little bit of a hunk of change. People don't even like, people are starting to freak out about AI. You see what's happening in your neck of the woods in San Francisco, in San Francisco, there was, there was an attack on AI. Yeah, yeah. A crowd surrounded yeah. a white sport utility vehicle that was moving a along Waymo. the street. No, it was a it was a Waymo. Waymo. Yeah, uh, those things are little. They're little. Uh, they usually they're Toyotas, I think. Uh, there, I see them all the time. Uh, yeah, they attack the car and uh, burn it to the ground. Guy jumps on the hood, smashes the windshield. Another one jumps on the hood. And then throws something yeah, in there. Threw some firecrackers inside the thing, caught on fire, and burnt to the ground. And the crowd was cheering. Yeah, yeah. This is important. I guess there was some incident recently where a Waymo car hit somebody and just dragged them for a while. Yeah, yeah, it happens. I mean, it happens. It happens. Get out of the way if you see one. Yeah. Amazon uh, Jeff Bezos is is thinking that maybe you know maybe things are good. Maybe maybe it's time. $2 billion worth of total shares. Uh, plans to sell about 50 million more shares over the next year. He's got plenty of shares he's selling. Just maybe diversify a little bit. What's he going to do about it? Israel downgraded by Moody's. I mean, 
don't know what took. Yeah, so- well, that that was telegraphed. We knew that was going to happen. Why, why? Why did it take so long? Is it? Is it, you would think they have uh, meetings. Ah, uh, the consternation. Should we? Shouldn't we? Well, they got to check they in with uh, the United States uh, State Department and look around and make sure that they're not missing. Uh-huh. Some sort of thing you're supposed to do that CIA wants them to do, and ah, make sure it's all up to snuff. And maybe even it uh, they they got the nod to do so because it would put pressure on them somehow. I don't know, but anyway, Israel received its first ever first ever sovereign debt downgrade, lowered its credit rating, citing the impact of the ongoing military conflict with Hamas on its finances. So. I don't know. It seems to me they're making all sorts of money. Well, somebody's making money. I mean, something just passed for billions of dollars to continue funding. I still understand. I, I must be really, I think I'm dumb. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to admit it. I am dumb. What in the world could be $12, $20 billion worth of something to fight a war Especially in Ukraine. You know, Ukraine is like, well, today, one drone was shot down from the sky. (laughs) We're going to need another $20 billion to replenish our arsenal after that one. Seriously. Am I I wrong? It's a money laundering operation. It's a scam. We're getting ripped off. And we don't care? Or maybe it's a way of flushing money? I think most people care, but I guess the government doesn't because they're all got their hands in the pot. You think it's something up? Something's. I mean, these are absurd I mean, we're going to fight money. the war in Ukraine until every Ukrainian male is dead. That's what it looks like. I don't, I don't understand any of this. I, I don't understand any of this. It just, it doesn't like. It's not about whether and I agree with the be, war. It could be stopped too because Putin has already said a number of times that he's willing to talk and, and end this thing anytime you want to end it, but nobody wants to end it. What is actually happening over there? Because you get reports and nothing's, you don't, do you remember the beginning of the Ukrainian war? Remember what happened? Uh, the man on the scene with the hospital that's been shot down and burned up and the whole towns. Have been, we, is, is that no longer a popular TV show? Hey, you're asking the wrong guy. Nobody wants to see it. Uh, Israel's stock market is up about 40% from the war lows, by the way. Now uh, near levels from January 23. Mm. So, Disney, you picked this for the game recently. Disney had what I would call magical earnings. Magical. Magical kingdom. Walt Disney shares rose as much as 11%. Biggest gain intraday since December of 2020 after reporting better than expected earnings for its first uh, fiscal first quarter. And uh, they also issued an upbeat outlook for the year, given um, Bob Iger uh, the ability to deflect some of these proxy challenges of a share. You know, he that, that's there's a lot of squeezing going on there, probably, so that they can make sure that the vote goes their way when it comes to this proxy battle. Yeah, and it's going to. Yeah, and I'm wondering whether or not this is sustainable. That's a big question. A lot of people are asking. Mm-hmm. Um. Kathy Wood, you know her? Yeah, of course. Everyone knows Kathy Wood. So she's done really well for investors. So, so you think, you know, besides that little blip in 2022, little 65% blip or so, there was a st- 
study recently done, and uh, it seems that over the past 10 years, there was a massive, uh, what they call erosion of wealth to the tune of $14.3 billion if you invested with her. Yeah, that's an erosion, all right. <laughs> According to a recent Morningstar analysis, the wealth destruction- like, You know, all these the big name investment councils that like her, they come and they go and they, they hit it. They hit like a few home runs right away. Then everybody goes in with them and they never hit another homer after that ever. Yeah, that's like that, a phenomenon. You see it over and over again. It's like a band with a one hit wonder. Yeah, one hit wonders. That's exactly what it what it and is. And there's a few of them we know. I mean, market timers are like that. I mean, she she was what what brought her to fame was her just ridiculous claims. You know, Bitcoin's gonna be, you know, two point five million dollars by twenty twenty five or something like that. You know, Tesla's gonna be hit, you know, some she did pretty well on Tesla. That was good. There's no question. Uh, her, her absurd numbers, I don't think they played out exactly, but they were pretty unbelievable, the surge that had. And that was a big part of her overall wins of what she had. Because according to the, the recent Morningstar analysis, the uh, there, there was all this money that came into play, but the loss came due to the 2022 bear market. So besides, despite the significant losses, they, they still manage over $13 billion in assets. So people are still believing in this deal. Yeah, well, good for them. Mm. China, we actually have deflation. I'm not saying anything wrong there or misspeaking or misspelling or misspoking. It's deflation in China. Consumer prices fell at their steepest pace in more than 14 years in January. What's going on in China? I don't know. And how they managed to, uh, to um, manage, literally manage deflation. That's a, that's a rough go. The annual CPI decline in January was the biggest since September 2009, mainly led by a sharp drop in food prices. I go with cheaper Chinese food. <laughs> you know, a little... Maybe peaking. I don't know how the food price. If you ever been to China, I haven't been there now for since COVID. But uh, food price. I mean, it's so cheap to eat there. It's, it's unbelievable. So cheap. so cheap. And especially if you go to like a noodle place. Holy mackerel! Mm -hmm. I went to this noodle place once in Beijing, and it's uh, you get this big bowl and it's a noodle place. The place is jumping. It's really packed. And there's you go in there and there's a big. You get a big bowl of noodles and there's all these uh, accouter. I don't know what to call them, but accompaniments. Uh, different kinds of meats and stuff you put in the noodles. It's not a hot pot. It's some, It's a little different. And it's not pho, pho. It's a little different. And you go through and you eat. It's de filling, delicious, fantastic. So I asked the host that was dragging us around. I said, what, what does that meal cost? What is that 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 meal that, at the noodle place? And he says, dollar. <laughs> really? It was a dollar. Yeah. I cracked me up. I just couldn't. It was hard to keep a straight face. That's good stuff. That was back in the hey, days. Hey, thanks for taking us out to top of the line, you know, dollar. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> now there's a big concern, though, that the, you know, this deflationary impulse in the economy risks becoming more entrenched in consumer behavior. Here's a chart that we put up. Again, episode number uh, 860 over at DH Unplugged. By the way, when you're over at DH Unplugged, go over there right now. Check out this chart. But also, once you finish looking at that chart 
and all the other charts and all the other show notes and all the other good stuff that's on there. There's a little button that says donate, donate. And uh, please uh, do what you can to uh, provide for. Yeah, help us out here. This is a show that we do. It's a labor of love. We're definitely not making a fortune doing this show, yep. but it would be nice to have yep. some support. Yep. It would be nice. It would be very nice. So uh, go over there, uh, dhnplug.com, uh, click on the donate button. And if you haven't done so already, after listening to us for 10 years, what are you waiting for? And if, and if you haven't made good money on some of the stuff we did already, some of the ideas that we've come across, the uh, education in, inside, you know, inside uh, uh, knowledge that we provide, not inside information, of course. Anyway, uh, here is here is a China. Doesn't look too terrible from this chart, right? I mean, the, the yeah, it looks like it's hanging in there. Yeah, PPI came up. The, the problem we have, let me see what this is. The problem we have is that giant spike in 2021, 22 of the PPI when the CPI is still down, meaning that you know people, companies are not going to earn a lot of money in that circumstance. But in 2023. That giant moved lower, even though it's not below the line till uh, halfway in 2023 of the gray line. But that move yeah. from about 10% down, that's, that's a big, big move on the downside for PPI, showing that the manufacturing and, and, and the, 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 the um, costs that they were dealing with, in fact, I mean, just really deflated fast. Yeah, but look back in 2000, uh, between 2009 and 2010. Mm-hmm. It was far worse. Yes. And it's gone under that, the zero line, the baseline from uh, 2013 all the way to 2016. It's like a three-year period where it was just, which is killing us, by the way, because we just couldn't resist buying stuff from China because mm -hmm. it's, obviously it's cheap. And it's going to be cheaper. They want it well, to be cheap because they're pissed off that we ended up going to Taiwan or Indonesia or, yeah, or, Vietnam's or another big Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, all those countries. Don't go anywhere we can to get cheap. Of course. God forbid somebody here was going to work for $4 an hour to make T-shirts. That ain't going to happen. No. Like, you know, it's more like $30 an hour minimum between the time you get benefits and all the other things that go into it. So we have, I was watching the debates for the California, next California senator. And Barbara Lee, the congresswoman from uh, Berkeley, uh, in in the debating, she brings out the thing. She says the minimum wage in the federal minimum wage in the United States and all minimum wage should now be. Guess the number. I don't know what is it. It's like thirteen down here. What's fifty? I don't know. Twenty dollars. Fifty. Oh my gosh! How's that? She happen? says it should be fifty. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, that would be interesting. Uh, especially McDonald's. Yeah, you wonder how a, a Big Mac meal is eighteen dollars in some places. Oh, the Big Mac is out of control. I don't, you know, I used to eat one every, uh, uh, but maybe four times a year I'll have one and talk about it on the No Agenda show uh, every Thursday and Saturday or Sunday. I'm sorry, Sunday and uh, Thursdays at two p.m. Eastern. Let's say it right. That's good. And uh, I don't. I go. I looked at. Holy mackerel! This. The Big Mac, ten, eleven dollars. I mean, what? Are you kidding? It's a, it's a burger that should be like two fifty. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. We have inflation, and it's a little, and not only that, but it's a, a victim of shrinkflation too, because the patties are smaller, and you don't put anything on it. And Biden used that as a during. What is that during the Super Bowl, or somewhere he was talking about that. 
Oh, Biden, yeah. He's scolding people for- Yeah, it was the super, he has a little Super Bowl thing he put out and it was, he's bitching about shrinkflation. Hmm. Uh, Arm Holdings, uh, we talk about inflation, so we're going to pass that by. Arm Holdings, um, massive earnings blowout. Uh, Stock was up, I'm sorry, not 100%, 120% in five days. 120% in five days. Yeah, missed that one. Shares were $70 pre-earnings. Went to 94 and then traded north of 160. Once again, it's another soft bank deal. Now, I'm saying that in two ways. One is, hey, it's a soft bank deal. How great is that? They made all the money back that they lost on WeWork on the ARM deal. But once again, same game plan. They go, so what did ARM do? They come out with earnings to do really well. And of course, they use the magic word. A lot of our earnings is ex- are accelerating due to AI. AI. AI, AI. So that's going on, right? We got this to the moon. This stock is going to go. This AI is going up forever. It's, it's going to just not even stop. It's just not, forget the moon. It's going to go to Mars. And probably will, at least for a while. Right. So they have low float. They have no shares outstanding, so this is going to exacerbate it. And I, and I would venture to say probably there was some of that, that gamma squeeze stuff going on like they did for other tech names in the past. Yeah, they're pretty good at this. So the stock was It's up like one of these things is tempted to think about the game. Can you do, uh, would it be it's going up too much? Should be a, a come down rapidly uh, or is it going to keep going up? I would actually go long. On ARM. When? Now? Yes, yeah, put it on there. All right. Well, there you go. We'll put it on there. Uh, last two things we got to talk about. There's a new SEC rule. U.S. regulators will begin requiring hedge funds to confidentially share more information about their investment strategies. <laughs> their strategies? So, yeah. The new rules approved on Thursday will require firms to provide more details to watchdogs, including on, including on investments, borrowing, and counterparty exposure. So... This is going to be confidential information given just to the regulators. Why? So the regulators could use this information to buy their own stocks? That's the only possibility. But I also expect these guys just to bullshit the regulators with, you know, you can do that with charts. <laughs> you know, you can have a technical analysis guy with some, I mean, with a technical a technical analysis guy and some good charts can make up anything. I don't Why'd you buy the stock? Well, it's because of this. And you have some reasonable reason based on the technical analysis. And you could do that for everything and you can get away with it. I think that it's also because they want to know what you're holding, but. Well, that could be. That might be all of it is. Yep. All it is. Well, let's announce the uh, winner for the close to the pin for Spirit Airlines, symbol S-A-V-E, a very volatile name that fell from grace recently, I think down like 60% or so after the JetBlue deal blew up and uh, was no longer on the table. And then there was concern about them going bankrupt and all this. The winner uh, is Mike B, who was eight cents away from the Amazing. final one. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, well, Ronald M., who came in second, was only 12 cents off, and I'm what sure a he's loser. worked. What a loser. 2% <laughs> off. Going, what? How can I? What do I have to do to win this thing? <laughs> uh, 
Ronald, good going. Uh, Mike B, you got your uh, your shirt on the way. So we'll get that out to you right now. Let's get to the game. Here we go. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, a company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Put something, put arm on here for you. This uh, soft bank. All right, things are looking pretty well mixed. It, it just it's looks- totally mixed, but we do have some new stuff coming on. It's interesting to see if this, these are trends. For example, well, besides my New York Community Bank Corp got kicked immediately because it's just a dog. That was just a weird thing to even pick. But if you notice, uh, even though we still have the green, green, green at the top. My Chinese, both Chinese picks are way up for one week. Let's see. Tencent. Oh, yeah. Tencent. Yeah, that popped up nicely. Tencent and Neo. Oh, yeah. Forgot about Neo. Good point. And that was just last show. Hmm. It's up 5.5% already. Neo is 5.5%? Yeah. No, Tencent. No, no, Neo. Neo is up 5.34%. Tencent is up 796 Mm. I must have sent those to you earlier in the day, but that's good. Let's 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 not ruin your party. <laughs> oh, it went down. It's all right. Arm no, holdings they're still up, but you're going to buy arm holdings this week. Yeah, and I said SoftBank is the reason. <laughs> uh, no, uh, AI is the reason. Ah, okay. Oh, AM. I want to see something here. Yeah, it's down thirty bucks today. I was going to short this yesterday. <laughs> What arm? It was when it went when it went parabolic. Went to one sixty. It's today at one twenty. It's forty dollars. Yeah, and I was going to buy the put. I think so. I I wouldn't do this deal. I mean, I think shorting it makes more sense. But just on a momentum play and the fact that AI is involved and these things are going crazy, I'm going to just take a shot at it. I'm just nothing I would personally do. That's a lesson though. What happened For the yesterday? Game, it's perfect. Yeah. If what happened yesterday is a, it's a lesson. Two days up like that, and then parabolic on the upside, then it started rolling over. If I picked up some of these options, I could have made two, 300% today. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Good point. It's annoying. Very annoying. If you can get the options. I am, yeah, they were expensive. That's why I didn't buy them. They were like, they were $20 a piece. The ones I wanted that were like, next week they were expiring. Yeah, you might as well buy some shares in something yeah. at that price. I'm going to add Spirit Airlines. Yeah, I see that. Which is- uh, Going long. Going long, and my thesis Probably is- Probably not a mir- bad idea. Miracle. <laughs> it's just if somebody does another buyout, tries to buy them, I mean, this thing could double overnight. Exactly. I don't know who it would yeah, be. I think this is a good one. That but, that would be more sensible than my pick. But they could be speculate. I don't know who would buy it, but it seems like there could be speculation, and yeah, that could make everybody you know. excited. So. You never know. Yep. Well, that's going to end it this week, kids. <laughs> Yeah. I'll see you again All next, right. well, next Tuesday. I'll, happy Valentine's Day to your happy beautiful Valentine's wife. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll see you again next week. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye.
Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, cause I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the icy stare. Cause I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. <laughs> Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.